2: The Around the NFL Podcast, the inventors of the Man Cannon.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes: Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Now that could be misinterpreted in the in the wrong hands. Sure, by a listener that's not aware that the Man Cannon is one of uh, Wes's go-to. <laughs> Shirts ever since he got into a serious romantic relationship.
4: Yeah, it's more like a shirt slash hoodie, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, most hoodies are sweatshirts. This is just a hooded shirt. It's a man cannon.
3: (laughs) Basically, one of the the basic tenets of Wes's relationship or one of the requirements uh, for Wes, uh, his his paramour said, out with the plaid, Mm. in with the stylish, you know, kind of like, hey, let's go over to the Gap. Let's check out, uh, what are some other places you went to in the fall? <laughs> I don't refill. even know
5: what these stores are called anymore. Well, they- it, the, whatever the stores are, the outfit needs to say, I'm more manly than you. That's what they sp- what they say.
4: For I me, don't know about that's that. How, that's Greg reading into Greg it. Greg feels, I mean, you seem to be slightly threatened by Wes's I'm, new wardrobe. I'm just impressed. The word that was used was, she
6: told me my wardrobe was too country, <laughs> which I think is code for something. Read into mm-hmm. that.
4: I just like the image of Wes, you know, going up and down the highway, stopping at a nice outlet mall, going to L.L. L. Bean for a while, you having a nice tuna fish sandwich as he restocks his wardrobe.
3: I, I mean, this has been a total revamping. So thousands of dollars, I would guess. <laughs> um, thousands of dollars. You know, and if you're going to get honest, oh, what are you even talking about? It's the pl- for your first playoff podcast. Well, don't blame us. You know, blame the wild card uh, games, which, you know, uh, bad week, bad weekend of wild card football. Even even oh. Greg Rosenthal, the, the patron saint of, uh, you know, spinning positive when it comes what? to bad football, would not be able oh. to defend uh, what we saw, which was, and, and Mark, as you know, tweeted all over the place. The four wildcard games had a total margin of victory of 76 points. That 19-point average makes it the most lopsided wildcard weekend since 1981, per NFL research and many other places. Spin, Greg, spin. No,
5: no spinning. Bad weekend. Yeah, the Giants and Packers gave us an entertaining – Three quarters, certainly a compelling game. I mean, there was fun things
4: happening, but other than that, the the other three games well were a, were a wash. Yeah, I mean, the they other not, three they games, they, they, the the kickoff uh, announced garbage time. Like there was nothing fundamentally interesting about any of them out of the gate. But well, make sure days. you listen
3: to today's show. Yes, please I would do. Say which is sponsored, of course, by Mr. F's or Mr. Flames economics Class in the Hague. Oh, the Netherlands.
5: Positive. Here's what <laughs> Here's the spin in yes. positive. It sets up an incredible okay. divisional round where you've got all the division winners and you've got three just heavyweight fights next week. <laughs> so when you got the favorites winning, that helps.
4: Not sure Mr. F got his due there. It just kind no, of got, kinda got a- lawnmowered right over. Mr. F. There we go.
3: That is, if you want to be positive, because it was a, a letdown of a weekend, but uh, you got rid of the Lions, you got rid of the Dolphins, you got rid of the Raiders, and and the Giants who could not keep pace. So you got those teams out, and away we go. We're down to what seven games left now? Does that make sense? What's the math?
4: That's correct. Seven games. I mean, unless that's that's under the assumption that Super Bowl Fifty One occurs.
3: <laughs> yes, I thought it wasn't going to be completed. It might not happen at all.
4: Won't have a winner. We'll discuss is further.
3: This, is this another apocalypse scenario? Millions upon millions of dead people.
4: I just don't – I think saying there will be seven more full games is is where I'd have an issue with what you said.
3: Okay. So we're going to get four games. We're going to go through each one, really breaking it down and uh – And that will be the focus of today's Sunday show. Uh, And then as we spin forward into next week, we will talk about uh, the divisional playoffs. But for now, we will focus on these games. And why don't we start with what was kind of billed as the main event. And, uh, you know, Greg, uh, it's funny you said that that was the game to kind of hang your hat on. This one ended up to be the one that had the biggest margin of victory
2: for any of the winning teams. Shotgun snap, Rodgers goes back four, packs his arm, throws a pass, wide open, cut by Cobb at the 10, the 5, on the hash mark, running into the end zone, touchdown, on a pass right down the middle, a 30-yard laser thrown by Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers have extended their lead 20-13 over the Giants late third quarter.
3: Yes, Kevin Harlan Westwood One Sports. It took the Packers offense a while to get going, but when they did, it was all over for Big Blue. Aaron Rodgers threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, three of those to a re- revitalized Randall Cobb and the Packers continued their late season surge with a 38 to 13 win over the New York Giants. Oh! Who locked it? Double lock it up. A double lock. Beautiful work, gentlemen. Uh, The Packers will head to Dallas to face the Cowboys next Sunday. And Chris Wessling, the Packers started slow here, but finished with a now familiar onslaught.
6: For anybody who didn't actually watch this game, it's going to be hard to believe how dominant the Giants' defense was in the first 18 minutes of this game. Packers had negative eight yards by three minutes into the second quarter. Five for five on punts for Packers for the Packers offense, which is something that nobody had done in the playoffs since Mm. 2010. That's how dominant the Giants were, and then quarterback wins happened. (laughs) It's a quarterback win. Aaron Rodgers put that Mm. team on his back, carried them, manufactured offense out of nothing on those two Devontae Adams throws, and then the Hail Mary to Randall Cobb to put a team up 14-6 to 6 at halftime that had been thoroughly outplayed.
3: And You put it well, Wes, because this was a game where there was no ju- no pulse for the Packers, and they lose Jordy Nelson right. to what what was a very painful-looking uh, uh, body injury, ribs maybe. You don't know if we're going to see him again this season. And Roger said, don't care. I'll find other guys to get involved.
4: It was also just watching him... Put on a clinic where New York kind of reminded me a little bit of watching uh, people try to chase around and get to John Elway back in the day, where he just dances and moves and evades would-be sackers. It was just uh, it was Aaron Rodgers when he got hot at at really a peak performance. Yeah, but to say QB wins,
5: Wes, in the end, Aaron Rodgers played fantastic. But if the rest of the Giants team played better I think it could be a very different game if Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard you know catch one of those touchdown passes if Eli Apple and the four or five guys in the secondary I you know it's a great he throws a great Hail Mary but that's still a play that the defense needs to take care of that then it's a different game you know as much as the final score was crazy it was literally a one-point game with three minutes left in the in the third quarter what? and the Giants defense held out as long as they could and if the rest of the Giants I don't think it was Eli's Best game, but he played a, a pretty, a very strong first half, which we didn't expect to see. And if if the rest of the team played as well as Eli, you know, they they, they could have won this game.
3: Uh, you're tiptoeing around, of course, Boatgate.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Boatgate. What is? Uh, which will be the rage in New York uh, on Monday? But let's let's listen to really the Packers had woken up ready, but this was the to me the true uh, turning point of the game. Where a, a great first half for the Giants on defense got wiped away with one play.
2: Shotgun snap to Rogers, backpedals, now winds up, moves up, arching spiral pass. It'll end up in the end zone. It's a jump ball and it's caught. It's caught back in the end zone. It's caught. Randall Cobb and over the shoulder catch. On a jump ball, under the crossbar, the Packers have scored 42-yard Hail Mary touchdown pass. As time expires in the first half, Rogers to Randall Cobb.
3: And Wes, that is the third time now in essentially 13 months that uh, Aaron Rodgers has hit a Hail Mary in a big spot, including twice in the playoffs.
6: Well, part of that is because he throws a great Hail yeah, Mary. Yeah, there's skill to it. There's no question. He dances around and the timing is usually working out well for him and, you know, probably 90% of it is
4: luck. This one also was on New York's coverage on that play. Letting the receiver yeah. get behind the the last guy in the secondary and there's a like space for him to make the yeah, catch. Yeah, Eli
3: Apple won't won't sleep. And and back to what Greg was saying, uh Eli Manning had a poor season, but in in a game where you expected uh or I expected him to play better he really did at least in the first half and to see his receivers let him down Odell Beckham uh, set a career high with three drops in this game uh and I was you know making light of boat gates uh but here here's the problem that he has and and he'll have to live with this on his resume is that I don't think anybody that has a sane viewpoint on 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 young football players living their life will get on him for that but then when you have your worst game, now it becomes part of New York sports law, and he has to deal with that and take that into next season. It's just a bad situation that he has to deal with. And he was, again, very emotional, apparently inconsolable in the locker room afterwards. He had a terrible game. And, and Eli, uh, in one possession, hit Beckham in the end zone, dropped, hit Sterling Shepard in the end zone, dropped. And when they should have been up 13 nothing in this game, they instead it was 6 nothing.
5: It was 194 yards to 7. That's a, that's a crazy stat. Pretty late in the second quarter. I mean, that is absolute. It's absolute domination by the Giants in the first half, and they couldn't capitalize.
4: I thought Eli Manning came out of the gate with more zip on his throws than we've seen in a while. I would not put this on him. You know, Beckham had eight drops over a hundred and seven catchable passes this season. That this has never been an issue for Odell Beckham on a week-to-week basis. I I have to wonder if the weather the temperature at Lambeau Field and the environment had much more to do than anything that happened in Miami on a boat. I mean, I just... Well, I, that, the, and he did a nice job back he did a, the I presser he did. after the game.
3: I don't hurt, know what happened in the locker room, but it's he, gonna he be did a him, huge could, story right. in New York and in the tabloids, but he could've, it could have been worse. He said the right things. He said, there's no way something that happened seven days ago affected this. I didn't have a single drop in practice all week. It just I had a bad day, and he did. That's it.
4: I, I will say I t- was texting with a long-time very rational, level-headed Giants fan who's been through good and bad. And he was furious with Odell Beckham, and I think a lot of Giants fans are not going to let him off the hook the way that some people in the media might. So what's... Um, <laughs> he's still the best player on the team. What are you going to do? Say, oh, we got to right. trade him? I mean, what do uh, what you... Do? know? No, what it is. No. it's
3: deeply frustrating when you. one of the reasons your season ends is when your best player... Sure.
6: Yeah, it reminds, it reminds me of last year when the last time I saw a wide receiver play this poorly, Larry
5: Fitzgerald. But... Yeah, that's a fair point. But but if you think about what the Giants struggled at all year, I mean, it showed up. They they had good halves of offense. Washington last week, Detroit, like they would look competent for a half, and then it would just sort of go away where they wouldn't move the ball. We thought they were getting a running game going. They couldn't run the ball at all today. And the Packers, as you know, I'm stealing this point from from Troy Aikman. You know, they're back in nickel coverage the whole time too deep. They're daring Gi- the Giants to run against six guys in the box and they can they can't do it. What so that they're doubling, you know, Beckham, they're doubling Shepard sometimes. It's like it's it's what we saw all season out of Their
6: them. Their whole running game when it finally came alive in December was shotgun draws against nickel defenses. I mean, it wasn't a real sustaining
4: ground attack ever. And yet, this was the game that the four of us sitting down, I thought enjoyably watching it together got us up out of our seats, Yeah, had certain people. I mean, we all were thinking, you know, there is no connection to 2007, but it had that feel of the 2011 Giants storming into Green Bay and taking care of business before it all crumbled. You
3: were dying for juice after the first three Absolutely. games. Absolutely. this game, when the Giants cut it to 14-13 in the third quarter, you were thinking to yourself, all right, this is going to be one of those games oh, and, and they then, never scored again. Then Rodgers went 13 <laughs> yards,
5: 20 yards, 30 yards, touchdown, <laughs> yep. yes. and it seemed like in two seconds. That, that was the moment <laughs> of the game, and it kind of goes to what we've been talking about all season, about offense it's an offense league, offense greater than defense. You know, if they're if they're the best defense in the league, you know, they don't totally cave in at the end. Dominique Rogers Cromarty injury really hurt them. I think it limits what they can do in terms of blitzes and everything. But if if they're that dominant a defense, you have a little bit of a pass rush. I mean they had no pass rush and you and you, you hold them into a closer game Is than this that.
3: the last stand of the great defenses of two thousand sixteen. That was the Giants turn to be hoisted up as having this great defense. I guess the Texans have the number one defense. Seattle, yeah, that's a good yeah, that's point. not going to so last much still, longer. Yeah, it's Seattle's still around it, right Seattle's now. Seattle's there, but the Giants and the Giants have a good defense. It just they could not. It just I mark it down to again Aaron Rodgers playing at an amazing level, and once he got going, and the Giants did not take advantage of the slow start of the Packers' offense. They 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 would live to regret it, and they did.
4: I feel like if you're Dallas, well you you were whether it was Atlanta or Green Bay coming into your building, and you got to be thinking this is the the reward, Might the gift both. we get for having to do what we did all season, get the number one seed, and in comes Aaron Rodgers, who looks like a, a beyond well, human type of player at this point. You got so- the home
3: game, and Wes, how big is it if Jordy Nelson can't play?
6: If Today's version of Randall Cobb shows up, you're in fine shape. I mean but Five <laughs> for one
3: sixteen and three.
5: That's his best game since two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's close. And and Rogers talked him up before the game. He talked him up after the game saying we're a different team when eighteen on the field. Look, and Geronimo, Geronimo Allison has played well lately too. I don't think you're just throwing some nobody in there. No, and that, that, that's the thing. The Giants were game for this. I mean, he, they avoid. He avoided Janoris Jenkins. Landon Collins had another monster a great came game in a, in a season of of monster games. I mean, they made it. They made it fun. Yeah. You know what we have next week? A Kristen Michael revenge game Ooh. against the that Cowboys who cut him. Lot.
6: And then if they win, they could face another Christian Michael revenge game against the Seahawks. Yes,
3: so many revenge games. <laughs> he was pumped up, by the way. He also oh, every yes. play he ran. made, he was like celebrating. At one point, when they they broke a run back, I think in the second half, you see him kind of in the in the foreground, uh, shooting his finger in the air on a run back of like thirty six yards. He was very excited. Almost
4: reminded me of Leslie Nielsen being the umpire, <laughs> and like it, just, it was like, okay, that was an average play, but you're going crazy.
6: He also outplayed Ty Montgomery, who got. Carried off the field with a leg injury and returned for one more carry. But wow. you wonder if Ty Montgomery, that knee injury, did not look like a minor one. he so woke I mean, I'm talking starring
5: role next week. I mean, this is the guy. I know you think we talk him up too much, Dan. But
3: uh, well, we
0: this
5: do. is one of he our. This good. is one yeah. of our season-long themes too. It started in late July.
3: Here we are in the middle of January, and it's Seawoke season. I do He's like, a big factor. in I these like the playoffs. idea of Seawoke, the Seahawks' leading rusher this year, facing the Seahawks in the <laughs> NFC title game.
4: I like that idea. It sounds kind of fun. Before we get out of here, one interesting stat that I. Um, that I culled before we got up here. You called This it? was... We're getting out of here? This wild card weekend, out of this game into the next oh. one, was the most lopsided wild card weekend since <laughs> 1981. Not sure if you've heard it Wait, that. didn't Dan say that? Yeah, it's oh. a great stat, though. It's, <laughs> it's a great
3: figure. It's actually... It's out there. It's
4: just a bit, because, I mean, I feel like it's been pounded into my brain over the last hour and a half. But. Uh, 38
3: yards for the Bengals. All right, so the Packers... <laughs> Advance that will be fun, uh, seeing them in big D. Uh, and now let's move on.
5: Congrats to Dom Take Capers, by the way. Survived another season,
3: will not get uh, fired in almost uh, certainly unless well, they give up like 500 total yards of off. We're not
4: hoping for that, but right, let's see what happens. Yeah.
3: There's more action to come. A one and done would have been damaging, but then again, he's Teflon. Oh, speak, Teflon Dom.
5: speaking of, I might as well throw this in. I mean, you know, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Uh, that's four one and dones for Eli Manning in, in his career. Oh, look oh. at you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, Terry
4: Rogers has a few of them No, 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 no. I get
5: it. I'm just saying everyone's like playoff Eli, non-playoff Eli. He's been in the playoffs six times, and they've been one and done four times. Hey, bro, how about this?
3: He's also got
4: I got
5: it. He's got
3: two, four, and one. I'm just just pointing that out. Four wins, and then he won.
6: He scored 25 points in a a playoff game one time in his career. Alex Smith has scored over 30 three times.
3: Well, Alex Smith is a great playoff quarterback. People aren't noticing that yet. There you go. There it is. We'll get knocked down as we go. Nice try, Greg. You're never going to wipe it away. It's always going to be there. But I know you're happy about this. You love it. I'm. I'm happy they're not. They're not advancing. I get it. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to the first playoff game of the weekend. It occurred at NRG Stadium, home of Super Bowl Fifty One.
2: Osweiler play action bootleg to the right. Osweiler trying to run for it. Zigzags in for the touchdown. Brock Osweiler. Tater.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking and of the lead playoff quarterback. pulling
2: away
0: here in the fourth.
3: Yes, Brock Osweiler. Yes, that Brock Osweiler threw for one score, ran for another, leading Chris Wessling. Oh, my gosh. The Houston this Texans still- to a 27-14
6: win. I don't even debate that. Over the Oakland Raiders like- on Saturday.
3: Uh, the Texans will take this bunny and head to Foxborough for a divisional round date with the Pats next weekend. Greg Rosenthal, you were at this game. I mean, look at you. Look at you locked line. it up, by the way. I, oh, I did lock it up. Oh, the lock off. But somebody didn't. Yeah. Somebody said, I'm going to take the fourth-round pick rookie on the road in his first start, and that was you, Mark Selsler.
4: Yeah, it's like, here's a game that if I knew, if I could see the future, Connor Cook would throw the ball 45 times. That's a good recipe for a lock. (laughs) Anyway, Greg
3: Rosenthal, you were at this game. and The Texans were given the rarest of all playoff gifts. They got to face a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start, and they took advantage of it. They did it. I will
5: never understand. I know this seems like a small point why they didn't play Matt McGloin and Jack del Rio said he was he wanted to go to McGloin late in the first half in the post game press conference and his coaches talked him out of it which is strange the whole the whole ex- you never want to hear that by the way. story is hmm. strange because they explained to him that there were other factors in terms of why Cook was struggling I mean this was one of the worst played quarterback games of the season by Cook because it, it wasn't all just about turnovers it was a lot of Sometimes he would just step back, have all sorts of time. There'd be no one around him in the pocket. And then eventually he would just kind of throw the ball out of nowhere to no one, possibly to the other team. I think that's because of Romeo Cornell who just mixed things up and they have a nice deep secondary and they've got two great players up front and merciless and clowny and it's it's not a sexy team. But when you're playing the Raiders, that that was enough. It was fun. We really need to
6: redefine the box score. For football, because you look at this game, Jadeve- it says clown, he has one tackle. Right. That was his impact on the game, according to the box score. Mm. We need a better way to measure a defensive players' effectiveness.
5: It, it's crazy because, you know, he's, I wrote almost totally about him after the game because I thought it was such a great moment for him to have that interception, you know, three years after he was taken number one overall. He's going up against Khalil Mackie, you know. He said after the game when I asked him, he said he did. it did mean more when you're going up against a guy in your own class. And he knows how good Khalil Mack is, and he, he loved it. I mean, he he was beaming. He's joking. He's got his kid on his shoulder. It's like this was his moment. If nothing if nothing else this season for them got you thinking. I mean, A.J. Bouye said it after the game. It's like just think of when – he's like, all I think when I'm watching Clowney doing this is think when 99 is back. When we got Clowney, Merciless,
4: and 99 together next year – I mean that could be something. It's a great point, and I had the the luck of watching this game next to Chris Wesley <laughs> down at a tavern by the sea, and we were you now Clowney got the got the pick, but at one point he had he almost had a turnover before that as well. Right, He's another another Utterly dominant out of the gate, and you kind of set the tone right away for the Texans. The double teams on him allow Whitney Merciless to wreak havoc. And, and they t- and Connor Connor Orr wrote it up, talked about the fact that they eventually started to double team Merciless. And had to go had to do that to take care of him and let Clowney roam free as the game went on. So right, you're right, there's no way to pick your poison. There there's there were hurries, there were hits,
5: there's just plays where he throws the offensive lineman into the backfield, gets in the way of the running back. He was big in the running game. I mean the the Raiders wanted to establish the run. They came out very conservative. They couldn't run the ball. It it was it was tough to watch. I mean I'll admit, is, for this to be a playoff game is it was tough to watch.
3: Is Whitney Merciless one of the more underrated uh defensive lineman in the league.
6: He's officially an outside linebacker, but as far as pass rushers go, I think he only had six sacks this year, so nobody's really going to pay attention to him. But he does wreak havoc. He's in the backfield quite a bit. He's good against the run, and he hurries a lot of quarterbacks too. I think he's a guy that pro football focus will help you understand how good he is.
4: I think also he had to go through the process of changing some perceptions about earlier in his career where he was not effective to this degree at all.
5: Rick Smith signed him to a very
4: low cost deal
5: through, I think, like 2019 or something. So this this group is gonna, it's gonna be together for a while, and they're pretty good in the secondary. Bouye is gonna be, you know, uh, a free agent, but hmm. but then again, I, like anyone could have beaten this this Raiders team. Just about, I think it was That's why that's why I was confused terrible. about Mcloin as. As, By the way, Matt Moore wasn't
3: going to save the day.
5: Probably not. <laughs> probably honest. not. But he started seven or eight games as a rookie and looked okay then. And it's just like he's a he's an NFL
4: quarterback that's been in this system a couple of years. It would have been nice they to see because no this game
5: was not totally a blowout.
4: I want I, being there. What was your impression of the of the crowd at NRG Stadium? Oh, it was wild. They're, they're a great crowd. I've always thought Houston. Has a
5: really good fan base, especially considering their teams have always kind of been right in the middle. I
4: mean, they were they were loud. I mean, were they stunned they were, to see Osweiler not completely implode? I, I think they were the opposite.
5: They were ready to turn against
4: Osweiler. Yeah, they they even that.
5: started to after um after the the third drive when the Raiders you know made it ten seven and and the Texans were playing it so conservative, but it was ten nothing before before the Raiders had to do anything. Their first two. Drives totaled 12 yards. That scored 10 points. They scored 10 points on 12 yards. It, it's like it was just a recipe for, like, don't you know worry what? about it, Brock. He, you don't have to do it. But much. He,
3: deserves, he does deserve credit for not blowing up the game by being terrible, which he's that's been right. doing all year. I think I can count only one, like, Brock pass, where it was an awful pass that should have been picked. <laughs> he made some, He even checked out of a running play uh, on the touchdown pass. Uh, Next to level DeAndre stuff. Hopkins, which obviously is not something you're supposed to get excited about for a $39 million quarterback or whatever. But the fact that he was able to do it in the playoffs, and here they are now into the final eight teams, that's an achievement well, for how bad the season had gone for him.
4: You know what is grotesque is that this wound up, we thought that after this game, well, this was a, this was a dud. It wound up being the closest of all the games this weekend. <laughs>
3: Wait, uh, is there any stats out there for what what it was in terms? Well, of, while you guys were discussing, I did I yeah. did
4: a little compilation, went through the numbers, <laughs> ProFootballReference.com, and we What'd do have. Well, it's, I'm not going to go official with this, yeah. but I'm still working on. It. Results tell us that these are the most Wait, lopsided. Breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> most lopsided wild card round. You have to go all the way back to 1981 to find four games that were the, that were they weren't for. Bro, so, you know. that's 35 years ago. Yeah.
3: It's
5: crazy.
4: So that's history. That's a little bit of history that we've we've made this weekend, the that's NFL. 35 years ago.
3: Yeah.
6: <laughs> Wes, Brock played well. Uh, Dan, did you know that I'm going to have a new column starting this week You are get off my 100-yard lawn. Mark <laughs> <laughs> came up like with it. this title and it's going to be a lot of why is this still a thing type of stuff.
3: Mm. Oh, I love the, it.
6: The Oh, Brock's Brock's ready for a comeback now. He's going to lead the Texans. He's back, baby. That's uh, probably going to be...
3: It's going to get grim next weekend.
5: Judging by the sports radio and some of the the media people talking, they talked to at the game, there was a little too much credit going to Brock Osweiler for this one. It's like... They had 16 drives in this game, I believe, which is an exceptionally high amount. And they actually had fewer than 300 yards, so they had less than their normal yardage total. But he was competent, and
3: that was was an easy storyline. He he
5: was solid, and the drive right before halftime where Bill O'Brien did an unbelievable job using his timeouts, we killed coaches for not using their timeouts well, getting the ball back, and then Osweiler goes down the field in about four plays, two of them which were beautiful throws to DeAndre Hopkins. He deserves credit. He had no turnovers. You're right. He just kind of
4: Stayed out of the way the rest of the time, but he didn't do that much other than competence is cool. Yeah, when you were in San Diego last week, I think you got down and spoke with some of the family. Margaret Sue was her name in the article, something like that. <laughs> but did mud. you did you get down with the unwashed masses this time and, Sarah, and, and talk with them, Sally? Uh- so Sally Sue. One. Sally Sue from no. San Diego well, That was, for,
5: football, that was for an article. You know, this time... No, no it, fan interaction. If I don't have to, no. Sure, well, that's... Okay. No. You know who had a, a big if day? NFL Networks
1: grow. I'm oh. the way
5: into the game. It's, <laughs> if I don't have to, he was says, a, of
4: speaking with football It and.
5: was a joke. I actually did talk to a couple of Raiders fans because I was curious about their feel. And there really was kind of a feeling of like, hey, what are you going to do? We're here with Connor Cook. The, sure. the hopes yeah. were pretty low.
3: That's sad. And, you know, speaking of uh, the Raiders, uh, uh, you know, I got, I got a admission to make here, and it was something that really stunned me. Uh oh. When I stumbled across it, I got some more breaking news. What? The old Zeuser is sitting on his couch with his wife, watching a screener of La La Land, just, you know, kicking back. Good film. Uh, Deserves
5: the theater treatment, but I get it. You guys have
3: us. I'm going to go see a musical in the theater. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm going to go see it. All right, listen, you <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, I click into Derek Carr's Twitter profile.
4: <laughs> this is where we're going.
3: The guy, the guy blocked me. What? Derek Carr, the star quarterback of the Raiders. The, the Raiders who, from August on, I pounded the You've table for. You've been backing this guy from day one? As a a, a fun team that I love. And, uh, you know, my pick as the team of ATL. Never had a bad word to say about Derek.
4: He blocked me. He has a wonderful brother who works here. He's a coworker of yours. I don't
3: understand. I mean, We've never spoken before. Maybe I
5: mean, things got misconstrued about something you wrote along the way. Who knows?
3: I mean, that could be my only guess. Unless, or, you know, maybe Dave Carr uh, saw me, and he saw me as a threat as the most handsome man on campus here, and, ah! so, and said, hey, Derek. <laughs> well, now we're going somewhere that, that's, completely I'm just, unnecessary. Theories, theories, yeah, feels far right. I'm just saying theories. And said, hey, 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 Derek. Little bro. This guy's a threat. Uh ostracize him. That's my only theory. This sure. is
5: this is what happens in their quarterback room. Matt McGloin – who That's right. did not uh, hide his distaste for being benched by the end of that game just sitting there with his hat on his hands on his hips. <laughs> he was so annoyed uh he he has blocked almost the entire bay area media and most of their big time fans has been blocked by matt McGloin
3: over mm, the years. like the way he operates so maybe he's maybe he's rubbing off on the kid derek and i don't know i'm going to i'm going to continue to look into this try to figure out what went wrong uh maybe i'll introduce we... myself to to david and we could maybe he could be the the guy the go between to broker some type of peace can we expect a long form on this <sighs> wow
4: you might need one
3: i got a lot of digging to do first before i put pen to paper I got to do some work, some journal work to figure out why Derek Carr blocked.
4: Not the first wow. person uh, you know, of note that's blocked you in the past. So you may, there may be some <laughs> elements to your reporting or your character that are rubbing some the wrong way. I don't find that right. You but- can't,
3: You can't, and this is not a shot at you, Mark. You can't sit on the fence you got to be <laughs> who you are and if people don't like you they don't like you but in Derek's case I, I never we never had an issue so you saying hard. it's not a shot at him made it feel
4: more right good. I would never have taken it that way until the <laughs> way you phrased that and now I'm going to block you and it's gonna be done for you and me uh,
3: so we'll get to the bottom of that and finally a big a big game for uh, JJ Watt of all people uh, over all right actually closest without going over because had the video team actually cut this and you could read about it on the end around uh, how many Sideline cutaway shots to J.J. Watt during Saturday's telecast. We're open. Closest to guess. without going
4: over, Mark. You- I'm going to go seven. Wes,
6: I was also going to say seven. I'll go six.
4: Why? I- uh, right. You didn't can't see pick the six, I didn't seven. Greg. The
5: telecast. Uh,
3: I'll go fourteen. Sid.
1: I was going to say sixteen.
3: Oh my goodness! La Sid nailed yes! it. <laughs> wow. wow. New money. I was keyed in on the JJ Watt cam. 16. You love JJ
4: Watt, right?
1: Listen, I did love JJ Watt, and then he got annoying about, I don't know,
4: JJ Watt cam
1: about 10. I I I felt
4: for it. That's like four per quarter. That's ridiculous.
3: And, And I think 10 were probably in the first half alone.
5: I felt for him a little bit. You saw him in. I saw him in the locker room. You know, he was changing. He must have worked out or something. And he's there. You're just kind of off to the it's side. You're thing. usually the leader of the team. Everyone's kind of all happy. You're kind of quiet in that part. That's I mean, a tough it's, decision. It's tough.
3: Derek Carr, who, uh, as everyone knows, blocked mm. me. Yeah. And I don't know why. He was in California watching a game with his family J.J. wants to be on the sideline with his teammates, but it does put you in a weird spot because you're not part of the battle. Interesting. Wasn't
6: there a report that he could have played if they hadn't put him on IR?
3: They Yeah, uh, oh, it was really? the sideline reporter said that he's coming along because he also – not only did get 16 shots, we got a, a look Friday, a workout on the field of oh, him nice. doing some shuttle yeah. runs. So we even got some J.J. works harder than everybody footage, and they said he was kind of coming along nicely physically, but since he was moved to IR, he cannot come back.
4: I see. mean, in an alternate universe, J.J. Watt would have sacked Matt McGloin <laughs> at some point oh in this gosh. game.
3: <laughs> right.
4: I uh, Before yes. we move on, yes. I'm going to give you a k- couple quick hot takes.
3: I
5: know yeah. we've got to move on. Oh, about right. air card,
3: uh, No, It's about this blocking. game. It's about this game. Because I am not happy
5: about it. You know, Odell Beckham's going to get a lot of grief. Uh, let's come back to us, Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. Terrible game from both dog. of them, especially Crabtree. That's tree. happened a couple of times this That's bad. Big time drops. Help out your quarterback. David Emerson, also a little rough game. DeAndre Hopkins, give him a little love. Bad season, but had a great game. Marcus. Nice, nice separation. And then Khalil Mack, what a guy to watch in person. He, w- As great as clown he was, he was the best football player in that game and I don't think it was that close. He hmm. was incredible. Hmm.
3: Mark, as a, a team that has bad quarterbacks all the time, like I do, it's nothing more frustrating than a bad quarterback making an actual good throw, and then his receiver drops it. And that's what was, was happening in that game for Oakland.
4: Well, I think you and I are no strangers to that dynamic. Yes.
3: All right, let's move on and check in on the other AFC playoff game
2: uh, that was played at Heinz Field. Dolphins showing blitz near edge, second and seven, Roethlisberger sees the blitz and he throws to Brown, defender tumbles at the 50 and Brown explodes up to the 35, the 30, the 25, the 20, he waves his right hand at the trailing defender and he soars into the end zone for a touchdown, posing with a hand on his hip, his second score of the day from fifty to now 62 yards and with 650 remaining in the first quarter, the Steelers have a two touchdown advantage, 13 to nothing.
3: John Sadak, Westwood, won sports. The Pittsburgh Steelers entered wild card weekend as the biggest favorite of the weekend. Then they went on the field and showed why, overwhelming the Dolphins with touchdown drives in their first three possessions in route to a 30-12 win at Heinz Field. The Steelers will travel to Arrowhead next weekend uh, in the divisional playoffs. And Mark Sessler, we finally got to see Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Lev B- Bell on the field in a playoff game, and they did not disappoint.
4: Yeah, I mean, two of those players broke records. What were they? Well, Antonio Brown's 119 yards in the first quarter alone were the most by any player in the NFL since Minnesota's Gene Washington had a 120 yards against Cleveland. In what year? Try someone. Try guessing.
3: Don't ask Wes; he'll get mad. No trivia.
4: All right. Well, <laughs> a very special year, 1969. So I that guess 70. And then you know, Le'Veon Bell broke the See, team's. I saved you single-game single, single game playoff record for rushing. My favorite part of this game, and it felt over right away. I mean, and, and at some point, you got to give up trying to root for these close games. Just enjoy the wreckage. And it was an absolute destruction of Miami early on. That one point, they ran the ball on a drive with Le'Veon Bell 10 times in a row, I believe it was. And he went 83 yards, went in for the touchdown. They had to call it back. He got in on the two plays later. Just utter dominance. Where I thought that Pittsburgh was just basically saying, we're like someone playing a newborn toddler in Madden. We're just going to run the same play over and over, and we're going to run right through you. And Miami could not stop it at all. It was, this, it was for me, a portrait of how powerful Pittsburgh could be if they can keep these guys healthy. And there are some concerns with Big Ben coming out of that game. But if, they, if he's fine and they play at this level, I think they're a really tough out. Ten straight runs for Lev Bell was quite a statement. Yes, it was. You. It was zero respect for that. Yeah. Vance Joseph led I mean, You'd you think they would have
5: more respect for the first ever human uh, newborn toddler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby expert.
3: Baby expert times, Greg Rosenthal.
6: How many times did you say, Mark, game over? Every
4: time Pittsburgh touched the ball in the first Every half. But you it are was. now ninety three and zero in first it's quarter. It's the prediction. only skill that I seem to have covering football because I do <laughs> feel like the minute it happened, I knew this game was over. And you can try to talk Miami. Let's see. Miami was not a complete disaster. They did a couple things well, but Pittsburgh took their foot off the gas at some point in this game too. They,
3: it was it was like a bear toying with a, ru- a baby rabbit, just you know, or a toddler rabbit. Bingo. Uh, and, and if they needed to turn it on, if if the Dolphins actually did score, because they this game, and we talked to Handsome Hank uh, at some point today when he came by to our area, you know they had a chance to pull within uh, one touchdown late in the first half. Uh, strip sack fumble. They had another chance in Steelers territory in the third quarter. Uh, and that led to a turnover as well. And Henry put it well. You know, I was saying, you know, they could have made this a game. if They executed better. They killed themselves with mistakes. Henry was like, yeah, but it always felt like even if that would have happened, then the Steelers just would have hit the accelerator a little harder. This just set, seemed like two mismatched teams and it played out.
6: Yeah. Credit to James Harrison, who really was the best defensive player in this game on either Ooh. side. Is he working out with Tom Brady? I don't know, but he had more pressures than the entire Dolphins defense, and he had more run stops than the entire Dolphins defense.
5: Well, yeah, in the preview of the game, I talked about, well, Sue and Wake are just going to have to be crazy for them to have a chance, but Pittsburgh had by far the better pass rush. I mean, Dupree had a big game. Harrison had a big game. Uh, Timmons had a couple tackles. For Mike loss, Mitchell had a couple quarterbacks. It's, Mitchell, they it's like they, they do have it going. The, the The Dolphins' offensive line is not great, so we'll see against well, the Kansas City. The Steelers lead the NFL in sacks since week 11. They have 30 since then. Their best is scary. Well. You know what's crazy is Big Ben's not really playing that well.
3: I, he's been okay. Well, he started this game 12 for 12, but yeah.
5: He's making some mis- – but he didn't have to do that much. No, I, he I hear didn't. what you're he didn't saying. didn't get
4: hit till the third quarter. I mean, he, all, that's P- he, Pittsburgh's offensive line He's thrown line a is couple underrated.
5: interceptions. He had a couple near interceptions. Even down the stretch, I'm not saying he's playing – Can I offer a point. counterpoint? Sure. From the end of the Ravens game to the start of this game,
6: he went six straight drives with a touchdown. Sure, but you're picking – you're picking drives. I, I'm saying he was good enough to beat the Ravens Uh-oh. and come back in that game. But
5: he was coming back because he threw two interceptions and he threw two interceptions in this game and, and had another that could have been picked off. All I'm saying is I don't think he's been at his very best this season. I think this has probably been his worst season, and it's all relative. He's a top ten quarterback in the last three or four years. By the way, Mike Tomlin,
3: maybe we could leave the lab here. Mike Tomlin, <laughs> you know, come back to us, buddy. You can come in the lab. I, I'm not comfortable. I like it up here. Let's sit upstairs.
4: In, like, in the, the kitchen area. area. We
3: yeah. kind of sit around the I- kitchen island. And yes. Mark and I, we, we drink uh, Greyhounds and, and eat pretzels. It's fun. But uh, <laughs> Mike Tomlin, come back to us. What has Big Ben in this game late in the game? Put Landry Jones in and you kind of spit in the sky. And what happens? Big Ben hurts his foot on the second-to-last play of the game, shows up at the press conference in a damn boot, and, Wes, we know (laughs) the Golden Globes are tonight. And uh, if Big Ben was nominated, he would surely win the award. He said, I'll be out there in Kansas City. But still, if he jacked up his foot in any tangible way, bad job by the coaching staff leaving him out there. He just wants you to
6: know what he's going to have to go through in order to become the hero next week. Dan's point's <laughs> right, though. Why are they not just running the, Bell ball the ball with was on a passing play, too. D'Angelo Williams is one of the best backup running backs in the game. Put him in there. Give him the ball. He's Le- got fresh legs
5: after missing the second half of the season. Lev Bell had 29 carries. I mean, that's a lot of carries. Right?
3: No, I agree. I mean, 10 in a row, isn't That's a crazy workload in 2017. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it just it opens your eyes. When he's getting the ball late in the second half, I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you asking for here? What's to be achieved here? Landry Jones, who is not Big Ben, but he just showed when he beat the Browns, wow. he could at least take snaps and hand it off. Let's be smarter here. He, they escape probably, but still.
4: It's the kind of thing that – that kind of a coaching decision will get more heat from people than almost anything else if you if you don't pull Ben early and he gets hurt. I want to talk one quickly about Matt Moore though, because he is Matt Moore. We're not gonna advertise him as something else. But he took a tremendous shot in this oh, game. Took a couple he- from helmet from to the jaw, to a bunch, but one that looked like you saw him just lying on the ground and thought he's not coming back in. We're gonna get we get TJ Yates for the eighteenth year in a row in the playoffs. <laughs> but one play later, Moore comes back on, leads the team to a field goal. And his final line is he was 29 of 36 for nearly 300 yards. He Matt Moore was not. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill were in this game. not garbage time. No, the numbers wasn't. were great in the first right. half. Right. I mean the turnovers with two of them. You know, blindside strip sacks. That that happens. He threw a bad pick. But Matt Moore was not necessarily much worse than I think Ryan Tannehill would have been in this game.
3: Yeah, I I don't think. Uh, and Greg, you were making that point. During the preview, that it's a setback to have Tannehill out of the lineup, but the really the story was not about Matt Moore. It was just no, it the, the Dolphins' defense, which just did not show up in the first quarter of this game, and the and whether maybe there's no team out there that could slow down the Steelers when they're revving like that, but certainly the Dolphins and then, the defense to r- do it
4: right, and then game script completely pulls Jay Ajayi out of the picture, and he couldn't run well anyway today, but he had I think it was well, one point twelve yards going into in, deep into the second quarter. For all the Matt Moore love, you can concentrate on stopping. Jay Ajayi when Matt Moore
6: is the quarterback.
5: You can sell out. Yeah, But I think you can do that with, with Tannehill. It, it's picking nits because this team was too flawed. They were missing their three best players in the secondary. Uh, they don't have a very good offensive line. I think Ajayi is a really good runner, one of the top ten runners in the league. He had, I think, the third highest average yards after contact of any running back in the last ten years. He runs hard, so I think it's the line when when they're not producing – I mean, they got no linebacker. This team this team had some issues. More, I love I love me a little Matt Moore. I love the back with the Panthers back in, I think. A, a, a little, little or, Matt Moore. We don't a need 10. a lot, but yeah, a little fine. He,
4: he's
3: a lot like Tony Romo to me. He did a, nice, a very nice job filling in for Tannehill, and I think all those years on the bench, uh, all that uh, health accrued by not taking those hits, probably all got wiped away. I don't know how long <laughs> you want to be in the NFL when you take the hit that he took today. Uh, but, Greg, I do have to ask you before we move on to the next game. um, I got to ask you about your pants and uh, specifically you take down the button in the fly and then, you know, wiggle down them pants and then we check out your underpants. Uh, uh, how dry are they or how wet are they? Just hideous imagery. Uh, 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 one, uh, totally dry. No, it's moving his hands around. Yeah. No issue. <laughs> wiggle. Too bad we're not on Periscope today. No issue with moisture or any type of accident situation. Ten. Your pants is soaked. Oh, my goodness. How embarrassing. Straight through the uh, your underpants are soaked. The pants are soaked. <laughs> it's a total mess situation. You got to get in your car and get home because the Steelers are a threat. Oh. The Steelers are a threat of the throne of ease. I thought it was, Where wait, are you?
5: We're wait, waiting for a little song. They got
6: a second bye week coming yeah. up. What are uh, you worried
5: about? The, yeah, but you know, the, the scale so. is three, but it was three, three going into today. The Steelers don't. I'm not convinced the Steelers will win in Kansas City, so so I don't I fully expect the Steelers to win this game. Yeah, this was a, a great is, performance. Yeah. I, the Steelers would scare me more if they win in Kansas City, but I am not assuming that at all. In fact, I kind of think that the Chiefs are the favorite in that game. So today today didn't change my mind. The and Patriots in about as good a chance as as
3: they've been going into the playoffs. You're, if you're at a three, though, I just got to let you know because you said you're at a three. A little bit of dribble.
4: Yeah, a little bit of dribbling. A little moisture down well, there from NFL know, Network's baby toddler. Expert. My
5: brother, my brother, and my father are a factor into this, not because of dribbling yeah. genetics or anything. They're, <laughs> <Okay>. they're, <laughs> wait,
4: listen, they're going listen. to the, the prostate this, issue. They're totally going so. to the
5: Super Bowl this year, and you know that to me puts a little more mm. juice on. You're they, taking your brother. You better your dad. go.
3: They're coming. I like that, Greg. I like when Greg, you know, reaches out and the <laughs> family is all. T- I can't wait to see all the Rosenthal's together.
6: It's gonna be great. One last thing on the Dolphins, Greg, you called them a flawed team. I expected them to be a team full of mercenaries and quit halfway through the year. They showed a mental toughness this year and got more than their talent would suggest. Adam Gase had a great first season as coach. I think you can pat yourself on the back if you're the Dolphins.
4: Well, we saw Handsome Hank after the game, and he was he was in a fine mood for what happened. I know my brother, Eric, is a Dolphins fan forever, and that team— Eric with a C? Eric with a C. Those guys huh. have been through utter— Hell, as a fan base, if you're under the age of 60, I, you really have. I think you have problems on the roster, but you have a great receiver group. You
5: found a really good running back that's going to be Those around, players a love games Your coach they love looks strong. There, there's things to build up. You're going to get healthy. I mean, Rashad Jones is an all-pro. Byron Maxwell was a it was a really good cornerback for them. You know, Abdul Caduce was. A, they're going to get players back. There's some things. To I think if you're a
4: for. bad team and you, they, they had a much better year than we would have ever expected when they started one and four. But when you make that transition, you come out of year one, win or lose in the playoffs, and you found a coach that the whole organization buys into and believes in, everything can begin to change at that point.
3: Right, and it's a good start for him. We'll see how it plays out. Certainly, uh, it's hard to back it up, though. You they, know what I mean? Todd yeah.
5: Haley, Brad Childress, your boy. Uh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. to I, That's what I was kind of hinting at. I don't want to be negative about the Dolphins because the, the fans are very sensitive. And, I, and I, do, I do respect what they were able to do this season. Uh, and they are a distant number three in the dumpster fire rankings of the AFC East uh, non-Patriots. Um, uh, but we'll see what they can do next year. We'll see. By the way, before we go on to the, the next game, a little did you know. Everybody loves a good did you Drop know. it on us, except for Wes. It hates trivia. The four wild card games had a total margin of victory of seventy-six points. That nineteen-point average makes it the most lopsided wild card weekend since the year nineteen eighty-one. The year Are, of our Lord.
4: You have to go back three and a half decades to find you know a week like this. Can I? Can Carter I get ushered
6: else? out. Reagan ushered in. Uh, uh, Dan was
3: one year old back then. I was just a, a toddler, I think. A, a baby newborn toddler. A newborn baby baby toddler. toddler. Uh, that is uh, three and a half decades. Little did you know, 35
4: years. That's why people listen to this show.
3: Let's move on to the Saturday evening affair uh, at the Clink.
2: Fourth down and goal. The turn, the play fake, the look, the dump over the top, reaching back. Does he make the catch? Flag is down. Paul Richardson makes the catch for a touchdown. Seahawks. Holy mackerel. He had a man in his face. What a catch, one hand, reaching around the defender, Wilson. And Paul Richardson interfered with and meets the catch with one hand, and the Seahawks go on top, 6-0.
3: Steve Reibel, K I R O Paul Richardson's one-handed catch one in a day of circus rep, uh, receptions for the wideout put the Seahawks ahead a lead they would never relinquish in a 26 win 26 to six win over the Lions who end their season with uh, four consecutive losses after a nine and four start. Uh, Maron uh, the Seahawks advance to face the Falcons at the Georgia Dome next week. Chris Wessling. Uh, the Seahawks entered this game with big question marks, but this game featured some familiar hallmarks of past Seahawks playoff runs.
6: Yeah, I'm not ready to say the Seahawks are back just because they beat a fundamentally mediocre Lions team and pretty convincingly. Thomas Rawls, I ha- I suspected that they would get the running game back on track because the talent is there when their offensive line is not playing against a front that it just out-talents them like the Cardinals do and the Rams do. But they, this is a matchup-based Seahawks team to me. When their offensive line is credible against the defense, they can move the ball. Ooh. When they get overwhelmed,
5: it shuts down the entire offense. Well, doesn't that bode well if you were a Seahawks optimist? Because they're not exactly playing, you know, the 2,000 Ravens this week I'd agree. in Atlanta. Or, frankly, when they play e- either of the, the two teams, especially Dallas, I, I, I guess not even – you know, this isn't a great NFC of defenses or pass rushes. It absolutely bodes well for Seahawks' offense, but can their defense stop Matt Ryan when
6: they've been leaving the middle of the field open for a while? I, I don't know. I think that's a much stiffer test than the Lions' offense of the past month.
4: Yes. Yeah. Well, and we also, the three of us, excluding Greg, who was on the road, watched this uh, together after Wes and I watched the early game. So – some beers had been had. It. I mean, we we mostly watched it, but I reviewed it again this morning. And in, in smart the, move by the way, professional, yes. very well, smart. I was going to say, yeah. The, At some point, it was like, listen, they're was putting some it, of it hazy
5: with yeah. some of it hazy. Yeah,
4: I some of it. I even really? I
5: looked up. Paul Richardson
4: was making a diving catch. Right. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> right, <laughs> it but that. it was much closer. I thought going than the score looks like. To be honest, I'm not saying that Detroit's you know on any level with, with Seattle, but. This was Matthew Stafford had multiple chances had he gone down the field and scored a touchdown with the Lions to tie the game at various points. I I think it hurts Lions
5: fans because their mistakes, they lost it for the first three quarters as much as the Seahawks won it. Uh, As great uh, as Thomas Rawls was, it's like they, they had three or four drives where literally it was a third down drop where the guy was behind the sticks. I yeah. mean, it, it was. that's a drive killer. There was five or six drops total in the game. There was some crazy penalties. Anquan Bolden loses his head and, and kills him with a couple penalties.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a, there was a pass where Stafford threw a bullet to two, basically two Lions wideouts and no one caught the ball. I can't think of a Lions game this season mm-hmm. where Stafford was out of sync to this degree with his receivers. Th- there was a personal foul on
5: Haloti Nada that it was going to be third and eight for the Seahawks Ten to six in the fourth quarter. Enter in the fourth quarter. This mm-hmm. is not early in the game, and he gets that personal foul, and they wind up scoring the touchdown.
3: This, this is why it sucks to be a Lions fan, and this is why they had a very high ranking in our pain rankings and all that because, you know, they bear, they rarely get into the playoffs, and they got robbed in the in the Dallas Cowboys uh, game a couple of years ago, and that's one way to get your heart ripped out. Um, and you finally get to, back to the playoffs this year and your team basically doesn't show up and I, I think they you know they made some stops on defense but like as you were saying, Greg, yeah, so many drops. I mean the, the, just to, to play small and to play one of your sloppiest games thats just that's a level of frustration as a fan where you ju- it's, you just start to question why do I even inv- invest myself when these guys are going to come up this small when the stage mm-hmm. is this big?
4: Or when your offense is centered around Zach Zenner. And I, Zach is – I want to
3: say it's centered around. Well,
4: I mean, in the game yesterday, it was seemed like they all they could do was lean on him. There was just no – players were not getting it done on any level.
3: Zenner is funny. Patra, you know, and hmm, I wish we would have reached out to Kevin about this game. But, um, in fact, maybe we could try.
5: Wow. A little live, that. just uh,
3: yeah. audible. I maybe like it. Maybe we can try. Maybe we could shoot a text and see if he's available to talk. Uh, but Zach Z- uh, Patra predicted that Zenner would run for 38 yards uh, in this game. He finished at 34. I mean, because that's, as Wes, we were talking about at the at the watering hole, that's kind of who Zach Zenner is. So anybody that was starting to talk themselves into Zenner as being like this game changer, he is who he is, and they needed the offense to come from other places.
6: Well, I think when you, when you take a look at this Lions team and how do you fix them next year, you're gonna get Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick back, and I think that's the most important way to fix their offense is by being healthy in that backfield. Get someone else though that's between the tackles too. I yeah, think. I th- yeah, you need a power back. Doesn't have to be an every down guy, but a power back to throw in there. And then defensively, you just need playmakers. I, I don't think they have enough talent on defense.
5: I, I, I feel bad for Lions fans because it, it, it was like a season where they kept waiting for it to cave in on them. And then it did. I mean, they and then the the at the very moment where everyone in this room started to be like, "Oh wow, I guess the Lions really do have something." That's the when moment when they beat where, when they beat the Saints, right? And that's the moment where it did cave in, and it you leave the season kind of feeling like, "Well, what was the point of all that? We just got waxed three straight weeks, I think, by a total of about sixty points." So in the end, they didn't feel like they were a competitive team at all.
4: Well, and you're keeping your your coaching staff around, and I I would imagine plenty of Lions fans are you know split on how they feel about Jim Caldwell and, and, and the staff in general. And you know,
3: they they got to go out and get a better Need some spot. backfield, but you know uh, the, the the Cooter shine is off. I'll tell you that. I think he
5: did Stafford's a fine. I think he did a fine. Wasn't this Matthew Stafford's
4: best season?
5: Yeah, I think he did a good. I'm job. I'm just saying,
3: if you look at what happened in the, and during this this meltdown down the stretch, the offense became a major problem. Area yeah, man rejects in. Cooter. Wow, yeah, in a big
5: spot. I uh, you got to give the Seahawks. He's going to block you next on Twitter. <laughs> by the way, you got to give the Seahawks defense <laughs> some credit. I mean, the guys that you kind of wanted to show up in this game showed up. I mean, it's the same same guys. It's Avril, it's Clark, it's Bennett, it's Wagner, it's Wright. I mean, they all had big games. They all played well. They all made you think like, okay, maybe we can do this again.
4: Yes, Stafford avoided Richard Sherman as teams were, you know, a couple of years back. I, I completely agree. I, I think the Atlanta-Seattle matchup – will be fascinating. But I think the question with anyone dealing with Atlanta is how do you keep up if they're playing the way if, – if they get off to the kind of start that typically happens?
5: Well, you'd love to run the ball like they did. They had the ball for 36, 37 minutes. They had some holes. I mean, it wasn't just Rawls running that like crazy. They Let's,
3: had some holes. How about oh, – go ahead, Wes.
5: Well, if you want to check in with
6: Kevin Patrick, I can hold this thought. No. You, okay. You, Share the thought. Let's take the Raiders out of the picture because they were missing their MVP candidate quarterback. Out of the three other teams that lost, the Giants – dolphins and lions who do you like best going into 2017 who has a better chance of going farther in the playoffs next year
5: i'd give the giants a chance because i because of the defense even though eli is up there it's ultimately a team that has a lot of players in their prime and i think they got more players than the lions do i think the giants do have a championship level
6: defense and and, if and you they you got think, Otto
5: Beckham and Sterling Shepard.
6: What, right. what if Eli's second half
3: wasn't, like, the beginning of the end? What if it was just a tired arm? And what what if they actually find somebody in the backfield that can run the ball? And I'm not talking about Paul Perkins and Rashad Jennings. It was frustrating. That was another, we didn't get to that, but they did not run the ball at all. I would say the Giants as well. The Dolphins are a team that had a nice season, but they're just like the Jets and Bills were, were all waiting out Tom Brady. So they're in a tough spot to be a real contender still. And, yeah, the Lions, I don't know, man.
4: I think there's hope they in Miami. They are what their record is, 9-8. Yeah. I think there's hope in Miami. And if you're, and if you're Detroit, you're also in a great you know, division as well. So, Let's try this. Let's
3: try this. Patrick didn't get back to me on text. I just texted him in real time. Cold call the guy. But why don't we cold call? Yeah. And if he picks up uh, and he talks to us, we talk to him. If we get the voicemail, maybe we could leave a you know, condolence message to him. I like that. About another lost season. I think Patrick's approaching 30 now. Uh, he's, he's starting to be over 30. No. that young? He's 32. about 30. He's in that range, uh, At and he's engaged now, I believe, or is he just in love?
4: I think it's veering towards that way. I think he's probably, the latter is true. Breaking I'm not news, sure yeah. of, the, of the early part. <laughs> Wait, Why am I even <laughs> attempting to comment? I have no idea.
2: Uh,
3: okay, it, uh, you can put on, you, we could listen in on this if, uh, yeah. All right. I mean, we he could, could get angry, too. This guy's known to get a little fired true. up. Mark, if we get the he's voicemail, excited. you started up. Okay. Voicemail. Let's be respectful.
5: He likes you the most.
3: Yeah. He, he, <laughs> there's a kinship there.
4: Unconfirmed.
3: I wonder what he's doing. What is it? In Chicago. Lifting like, weights. 9:16 p.m. He's working out. He's definitely lifting. His body is awesome. A lot of rings here.
0: You reached the voicemail of Kevin Patra. Please leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you very much.
1: At the tone, please record your voice message. He deserves this. When you are finished recording, you may hang We're up friends. or press pound for more options.
4: Hey, Kevin, Mark Sussler here from, uh, well, from work. Um, <laughs> just wanted to say that uh, you know, tough, tough loss. And I don't like people that you know, right after a game, they say, "Hey, that that sucked for you." I mean, I kind of let it marinate for a day, but uh, feel for you as a team, as a guy who follows a really crappy team. Um, I know that it's not easy being a Lions fan either. Uh, but we've got a few other people here that want to wish you well.
3: Yeah, hey, Kev. This is uh, Dan, the old Zusser. Uh Hey, hang in there, man. You know, I know what it's like, too, as a Jets fan, and you deserve better than this, but you're going to bounce back from this, and you could use this as hate fuel uh, to continue to build <laughs> that incredible, uh, amazing body. Uh, and it's summer season now. You're going to start cutting, mm. cutting weight, and and starting to get that 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 slender, uh, uh, muscular build. Time to get ripped. I'm very excited about that. So <laughs> things are looking up in 2017, regardless of the Lions.
5: And that body's helping you. You know, you got a lady in your life. This is Greg Rosen. Things are turning up. <laughs> this thing might cut us off. How long the voicemail? I don't know, for us? Wes. Hey,
6: Kevin. This is Chris Wessling. I know you're in the gym right now because someone somewhere out there is gaining on you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sid, do you have anything to say? Uh,
1: sorry, sorry, <laughs> Kevin, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you
3: later, Kev. Love you, buddy.
4: That uh, I don't think I can't remember the last time I've actually left a message on someone's voicemail. Yeah, it's it's a but dying it, right, but it gave me the the kind of uh, yeah. anxiety slash yeah amazing feeling that when you're like when you're young and you're calling a girl and then the, you have to leave a message. I thought, God, I cannot f this up.
3: Well, you always had the option of hitting three, which is a race and re-record, which I did. I don't have. think I had that is during that universal? my early life.
4: Is that universal? That worked. That I didn't even it. know that that option existed.
3: You one was send. I think two might have been see it's been so long erase
4: you know? and re record I wouldn't trust it I'd be like she's hearing me give seven or eight versions of a message and it's over I'll never right, say because that could anymore. backfire right and, you
3: know it's just it's a sign of a lack of confidence <laughs> I would love to say that I I would send every voicemail to a woman and be like yeah nailed it she's gonna like this dude but sometimes I did the erase and re record confessions breaking news sometimes I did the erase and re record I'm not perfect perfect I'm not right is that your problem, Derek Carr? I'm not perfect. I'm taking this well.
5: It's really stuck in your craw. Well, of course it does. Techs,
4: He's one of the most famous
3: players there in the NFL. You're about it.
4: Also, he seems to be life. a really like kind-hearted guy. Right. I, I, I don't. The block thing for him kind of throws me off. Well, that yeah, that
5: might be why it's hitting Dan so hard because he's clearly such a nice, good guy that it's making Dan question himself. If Derek they, Carr sees mm. something wrong in me. Maybe. What
3: have I done? But also, here's the thing: supported him as team of ATL. Two weeks ago, I wrote a, a, a column about blasting the football gods for taking him out of the picture. Maybe that did it. Maybe I just... Maybe something got on his radar, and this is where maybe I got to get uh, David involved. We got to
4: get you guys together yeah. for a little comfab.
3: Okay. <laughs> Anything else, guys? That's that. That's after that. For that guy. Way to go, Paul Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> Way nice to go, game, the,
5: the only person ever to have three like when I when I heard the Twitter when I saw Twitter and then I looked at the box score, I was expecting him to have this monster game. Three three catches for whatever it was, forty-seven yards, and all three were absolutely ridiculous.
4: Visually stunning, <laughs> throne of ease.
6: Touchdown, Tyler counted. Lockett.
5: Right. Yeah, Paul Richardson.
3: Hey, that's good drafting. <laughs> the first one shouldn't have counted. He had a face mask, and the referees actually told, uh, mm. told. Uh, Who'd they play again? The Lions. The Lions. Thank you. I uh, told Jim Caldwell that it should not have uh, counted because of a face mask. Oh, please, whatever.
4: Please, if you make a, a catch like that, you can put exactly your hand wherever you want. Exactly, it's football. Hey. All right,
3: that's it. Um, we will be back on Tuesday with another episode of the Around the NFL podcast as we spin forward. Seven games remaining in the season. <laughs> this will all, uh, all leading to Houston. Uh, less than a month from now, or is it exactly a month from now?
4: Uh, it's the 5th, I believe. So, now.
3: yeah. So yes, we'll be back Tuesday, so make sure you check out that show. Um, until then, this is Dan Hanses signing off for Quiet Storm. Good tidbit, by the way, Mark, about the uh, point differential in these games.
0: Yeah, biggest mm. since
4: 81.
3: Hell, in. man, 35 years ago, the boss and new bunny behind the glass. Till Tuesday.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin